0: Viva Los Angelitos! This is Fernando with Halos in the infield. Do you love sunflower seeds as much as I do? Well, you can't say you do until you try Chinook Cedary. Chinook Cedary is truly the top dog in the industry. Here's why. They have so many delicious flavors to choose from. Jalapeno Ranch, Hatch Chili, Cinnamon Toast, Dill Pickle, and my personal favorite, Parmesan Pepper. If you need sunflower seeds when you play sports or if you travel the country as much as I do and you need a quick and convenient snack on the go, Shunduk Cedary is truly for you. For easy ordering access, check out HaloSofinfield.com. Click on the banner and there you go. Just order the seeds. You can even order a variety pack sent straight to your house or any of those delicious flavors that I just mentioned sent straight to your house. Quick and convenient. Still don't believe me that Chinook Cedary is the best seed out there. Less salt, all the flavor. I promise I've tried them all and I love them all. Signature roast, no sandpaper tongue. Gluten-free, no MSG ever. Chinook scenery is truly the top dog in the market and we would know as the top dogs in the podcast universe. Have a great day everybody and remember, Chinook scenery is great. Prendalo and viva Los Angelitos and viva Chinook scenery. Um, I am here in the not so beautiful state of New Jersey. Um, I'm about to get started with my work day here, or my work trip, but I wanted to come on real quick and break the news for those of you guys who might not have already seen the post. Noah Syndergaard is officially a member of the Los Angeles Angels 2022 team. Viva Los Angelitos, the Angels have made a move and have made a big move pitching move for the first time in I would venture to say a decade or so. It's been a long time since the Angels have had a big name pitcher. Does Noah Syndergaard have an injury history? Absolutely. But as I stated on our post for those of you guys who have not seen it yet, Noah Syndergaard has pitched over 150 innings in all but Two of his uh, uh, seasons in his career obviously one of them was last year but let's look at some of these numbers so in 2015 he was 9 and 7 with a 3.24 ERA pitched 150 innings keep in mind guys he was a member of the Mets I do believe in 2015 the Mets made the World Series so they were good that year 2016, 14 wins, 9 losses with a 2.60 ERA. He pitched in 31 games with 183 innings pitched. 2017, 1-2. That was one of the years where he did not pitch 150 innings. He only pitched 30 that year. So, you know, like I said, I'm not lying. Only two seasons did he not pitch over 150 innings. 2018, 13 wins, 4 losses with a 3.03 ERA. Two complete games, one of those with a shutout, 154 innings pitched. And in 2019, which was his last full season, 10 and 8 with a 4.28 ERA. That's not great. Um, and 197 innings pitched. But here's the thing. He has been going out there and... And eating innings. The Angels have not had a lot of inning eaters over the last couple years. Uh, it's been, if you wanted to find a pitcher who's thrown over 150 innings for our Angels, you would have to go back to 2018. And who was that guy? Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney. You mean to tell me that you wouldn't take a flyer on Noah Singergaard over Andrew Heaney? Look, I get it. And he has had an in injury uh, history. Noah Syndergaard has, and, you know, when we were at it, Andrew, he needed too. But Noah Syndergaard, so here's his projected numbers. Um, well, actually, we should probably not look at his projected numbers. He's only projected to pitch about 61 innings. Um, something tells me that if we are bringing him in for $21 million, That Perry Manazian has talked it over with his agent and has found a way, uh, you know, to be like, hey, are you going to pitch for me this year? And there's no way they're going to bring him for $21 million if he's going to sit on the bench for most of the year. You know what? Guys, we have a new trainer this year. We had the assistant trainer for the Braves, who is now our head trainer. He just won a championship with the Braves. You know, their trainer, of course. And he knew Perry Manassian. So, I would like to assume that our new trainer uh, is going to come in, help us out. I'm also assuming that the numbers have been crunched. They have spoken over with Noah's agent. And, hey, Noah's like, I- I'm going to be good for spring training. You'd like to think that that's the case. But bottom line is that Perry Manazian is making moves. That is something that other general manager for our Angels cannot say for the past decade. When was the last time we got a pitcher that was even mildly worth getting excited for? And I know some of you guys are going to be like, oh, we got Matt Harvey. Oh, we got Trevor Cahill. <coughs> I should be doing that voice. Sorry. So yeah, people are going to be like, well, we got all these guys. We got Cody Allen. He was a top closer. Oh, I I see CJ Wilson's name. Okay. Yeah. You know what? CJ Wilson was a big get at the time. Um, I'll read some of these comments before I head out here. Like I said, I'm in New Jersey, so I probably have to do some work on my business trip. Uh, But uh, we are planning on recording a new episode on Thursday. So this will be a topic of discussion for sure. I also saw a tweet that was like, well, what would the Angels do if they happen if they had $50 million and you know you need to rebuild the team? So the Angels have roughly they had 91 million, so now they have roughly $71 million to play with until they hit the luxury tax. Artie doesn't like hitting the luxury tax. So realistically, I say they have about 65 million more to play with. Um They still need to renew the contracts of guys like Suarez. Sandoval, etc., all those guys who are not up for arbitration yet, but they need to get the league minimum, which is just over $500,000. And that's assuming that doesn't change the collective bargaining agreement. That could go up. So all this is going to depend on that. Here's my thing. The Angels, if they can get one more starting pitcher, and they can rebuild that bullpen. Guys, we might have a chance. They need a shortstop, but they don't need the shortstop. A lot of you guys are going to agree with me there. The Angels don't need the shortstop. They need a good, reliable, healthy shortstop. That's it. Somebody who's going to have good defense, they don't need to get Carlos Correa. They're going to try. They don't need to get Trevor Story. They're going to try. They don't need to get Corey Seager. But you bet your sweet candy ass that they're going to try. They're going to try to get all these big names because that's what the Angels do. That's what Arden Moreno does. But guys, for the first time in a long time, they did get a big name pitcher. People are going to complain. Oh, well, his health. Yes, and you know what? His health is a question mark. But at the end of the day, a move was made. We were sitting here hoping and praying that a pitching move would be made. And you know what? The Angels made one of the first big splashes this offseason with a pitcher, not with the shortstop, not with an infielder, not with an outfielder, not with a catcher, with a pitcher, a starting pitcher. Raizel Iglesias, I believe, has one or two more days to decline his qualifying offer. So with that being said, if Raizel Iglesias comes back on a two-year deal, I'm saying about $15 million a year, well, there you go. The back end of your bullpen is set. You need a setup man. You need a seventh inning man. If we need to keep guys in house, to you know, we need about three or four more pitchers to give me a couple innings. You know, the Austin Warrens of the world. Hell, if Jose Suarez is a guy in your bullpen, that's pretty good for your bullpen. So we'll see. We'll see what happens if the Angels can get right. Glacius back. They need a seventh inning guy and eighth inning guy. They already have Austin Warren. Who's gained a lot of trust here in the Angels community. So, I don't think the Angels made a bad move. Um, fast Times, not a fan. Um, Cali baking buckets. Just need one more pitcher. Now go get Stroman. I agree. Well, all we need is Scherzer, Ray, and Stroman. Typical John, okay. Forget how it felt to finally sign a good pitcher. Absolutely, Danny. Let's see. Tons of fun. We need more pitching, though we can't get too comfortable. I agree. Nats fan. One of the best games I ever saw. Uh, Rendon took Noah for three homers and ten ribbies. We still need to try to get Max. Okay. Stroman, Simigar, Otani, Sandoval, and Suarez. I like it, fast times. I like it. Man, the comments are blowing up. All right, guys. Well... That's going to do it out of me. We'll talk more about this on next week's episode. Make sure to tune in. Uh, we're supposed to have Jeff Fletcher on to the OC Register pretty soon, so here's something to talk about with him. And then next week... <clears throat> sorry, I had a voice crack. Next week, if all goes well, according to plan, Ty Buttrey and Kieran Lovegrove are coming on for a minor league baseball roundtable where we try to break down what has gone right over the last year to improve the lives of minor leaguers and what needs to go right in the future. Tune into that when it's available. Thank you guys so much for the support. Have a great day. Viva Los Angelitos!
1: We covered the breaking news earlier today about Noah Syndergaard Thor coming over to the uh, Your Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles of Western Hemisphere. Um, it's all good. I, you know, I like I like the move, uh, but I'll give you my take on it. He gave you his take. I'm going to give you Todd Fox's take. Yes, I'm talking third person. Um, I, I look at it this way. It's a tremendous gamble. Uh, you have $10 million you've been spending on mediocre pitchers the last few years. Thank you, uh, Billy Epler. This pitcher is coming off of Tommy John. And I don't think Noah Syndergaard is going to start off really hot. I think he's going to work his way into maybe six innings at most at the beginning of the season. He'll start eating innings as we go along. Uh, His career ERA, like Fernando brought up, was like 332. Uh, I think it's going to be somewhere around there. And I believe that he's going to have a good year I don't think he's gonna be injury prone I don't you know, a lot of people are bashing him online saying he's gonna pitch less innings than he's getting paid he's gonna not be a good starter this is a stupid move I think it's a good move for two reasons you're taking a tremendous gamble on a guy who's got ace like stuff who wants to get back to ace like pitcher he's gonna to wanna to pitch his ass off he's getting paid good so he's not gonna to wanna to look bad at pitching pitching pretty crappy and then on top of that, he's gonna be playing for next year a bigger contract, maybe an extension with the Angels, or with another team. So I'm on the fence because there's only two ways to look at it. You either look at him like this. You either say this guy's not gonna, you know, live up to potential, or he's gonna or he's gonna make a tremendous jump and get back into Thor like status. So it's a gamble, but also it brings merit to the Angels and it it changes the narrative the narrative has been for the angels that they talk the talk but they don't walk the walk and Perry Manassian has come over here and right away he's wanted to make moves and look he he tendered that contract the qualifying offer to Russell in- and which we all know is top priority right now soon as we can hopefully get him signed that is a huge feather in the cap of Perry Manassian now as far as th- what Thor is going to do for the angels I believe Thor is going to get you a number two spot in the rotation. I'm not happy with them just settling for this guy. What I do believe is this is going to bring over one of three pitchers left on the free agents market right now. I think you're either going to land Scherzer because of this, Stroman, or Verlander. One of those three is coming over. I would love to have two of those starters come over, but I think one of those three is going to come over for sure. Then, if you look at it this way, the rotation won't be as bad as people think. You look at it if if they get an ace. Let's just say they land Scherzer, right? Scherzer, you get him as your ace. You put Cindergard as your two. You take Otani, who pitched All-Star caliber as a pitcher, and you move him to three, where he's not facing aces. He's got a, a mediocre slash unless you face a good team, a good number three. If that's the best he's facing, then you take. Uh, four with Sandoval who was facing twos, so you take guys that were mo- that were facing ones and twos, move them to threes and fours, and then the fifth spot can either be reserved for a guy who wants to come back, like Alex Cobb, or you know you know you could, or you could throw Suarez in there, which I'm I, I wouldn't mind throwing Suarez in there, but if we can get Cobb to come back and anchor that rotation to where you have a, a let's see Stroman, Verlander or Scherzer at the top. Followed by Syndergaard, followed by Sandoval, followed by—I mean, followed by Otani, then Sandoval, then Cobb. Then you have the 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 what is it called—the value in using Suarez out of the bullpen. You could you you could also take uh, Canning and move him on the trade block. Jaime can go in the bullpen, so you have two long relievers, or you could deal two of those guys. Then you also have Packy Naughton, who's ready to go, who can come out of the bullpen, or he could start, spot start, just in case one of your starters does go down. Then you also have Reed Detmers, who I believe is being groomed for that number five spot. So you have all these pitchers all of a sudden in a rotation where you didn't think you had much just a year earlier. So then you take that and you compare that to what they did in the draft. Now, honestly, maybe one pitcher will be ready to come up. in the And, and see, there's Razor Ramon saying Robbie Ray. I'll get to some of these comments, too, in a minute here. But I'm just going to give you my, uh, my, my, my take on this. Then, then you look at the pitchers that Perry has drafted. 20 pitchers in last year's draft. Now, if the Angels can squeeze out five of those in the next two to three years, then there you go. And see, Joseph Trevino says, you guys aren't getting Scherzer. Now, again, that was under a a different regime. And the Angels would have gotten Scherzer, I believe, in last year's trade deadline. But when you have a team not competing, it wasn't worth it. Dodgers did what they had to do, and he got the most and the best out of Scherzer. I believe he can still anchor a good two to three years at the top of a rotation. So that's why I'm saying Scherzer's worth the money going out there, giving him a three-year deal with a fourth-year player option. I would not go longer than three for Verlander, although he says, I would have pitch on 44. I don't exactly think he's got the stuff. I think Scherzer does. But as far as the rest of the rotation, again, these guys that are coming through the minor leagues—you got about 20 of them. If five of them pan out, you've made you've made a good stamp on the organization. All of a sudden, this team has flexibility. So what I'm saying right now is, you have to land that next—you know—that that number one ace now. Syndergaard, you're going to trust to be a number two. Otani, you already know what he gives you at three. He's going to give you ace stuff at three, which is great. Sandoval's a rising star. A rising star. He's a cross between Chuck Finley and, I believe, either Jim Abbott or Mark Langston. He's got that kind of stuff. He doesn't have that devastating Chuck Finley forkball, but he's got some great stuff. And if you put a guy like him at four, and he can replicate what he did last year, I'm telling you, the sky is the limit for this rotation if you put in another ace. I don't believe the Angels are done. I believe in Perry. Vote for Perry. Perry Manassian is doing what he was doing in Atlanta. He wasn't the main guy, but he was behind a lot of these pitching uh, draft picks and moves. And he did the same thing in Toronto. His track record's been good. And you look at what we're doing right now with this division, with with guys fleeing Houston, uh, the team getting older. Oakland's in transition, people. This will probably be the first year that Oakland will not make the postseason or like they didn't make the postseason this year. But I mean they, they won't be that factor to where they're going to be in the playoff hunt all year. Remember, this team's got a tank to leave the Vegas. They're not going to go to a playoff uh, spot or try to win when they're already got one foot out of the door in Oakland. The team to worry about other than us in that division is the Seattle Mariners. Jerry DePoto's putting together quite the hell of a team. And they might be one of these dark horses that comes up to steal some players that maybe we want. So look out for Seattle in the free agents, free agent market this year. They could land a stroman too. I, I believe they're gonna land a big fish in the starting rotation to help out all those young arms. Texas don't give a crap about Texas. They'll probably sign someone stupid like Kershaw, they'll probably sign Seeger and stuff like that that doesn't really help the team. Texas needs to grow first before they start signing free agents, but who cares? Who cares about them? I think it's going to be between three teams next year, the AL West. It's early on, but I'm just going to say right now, it's going to be the Angels, Mariners, and Houston Astros for that division. If the Angels land at Ace, if the Angels land at Ace, mark my words, we are winning that division. Some may laugh, but I'm saying priority right now is to get that freaking Ace, sign Rossio in that order or, or the other way, and then look at it this way. If you can land a shortstop, Correa, as Fast Time said, just went to Detroit. Stays out of the American League East, so a guy like Simeon is now going to be top priority for a team like the Yankees to stab it, stab in the back Toronto and to uh, push their power more in the East. And maybe, you know, Dark Horse being Tampa, but they don't like to spend. All I'm saying is a guy like Simeon, if he's still on the market, I know he's a Boris dude, would be... a. Great fit here in in in, the, in Anaheim. I really think he'd be the guy because he's got the power. He's got the average. He's got st- stolen bases. Good defense. I've seen on other Angel page, pages. Hey, let's bring back Andrelton Simmons. No, no, no. He, he, look, I like the a Good guy, whatever. But it's a business. You can, and it's just like Cole Calhoun. Guys, guys, good guy. You know, he's he did a lot for the team and everything else like that. But. You got to get younger, and those guys are up in age. Those guys are over the hill a little bit, on the downslide. And we all know what Simmons can get you. We need guys to get on base, as far as hitting. We need guys to work walks. Those guys don't do that. Calhoun has a under, you know, 220 average, strikes out a lot. So don't, don't re, don't retread. Don't let's let's not rehash. Let's move forward. Let's get guys who are or who are on the the upside. Guys who are going to do the little things the Oakland-type players who aren't maybe the biggest names, but guys who have a high on-base percentage. Because you do that, you get all these guys together that are finally going to be healthy this year, and you put a good offense around them, we're going to score some runs, and we're going to be able to pitch. And the bullpen, as you remember, at the end of last year in September, started to really come along. I think we have the pieces to back up Russell as the, as the game goes along in the seventh and in eighth inning. I'm gonna get to some of these comments because you guys are flooding my page right here. Real quick, uh, let's see. Uh, let me jump in right here. Mapadingo says some people hating uh, this move. I'm okay with the move. I sure am. Uh, Joseph also said uh, the surgery and side effects. I'm telling you, he will start. He will start slow for the Angels, but he will get it going as we go along because Tommy John. Yes, he had it. It's done. We don't have to worry about that again. We don't have to worry about no muscle issues, nothing like that. I'm telling you, he's going to be pitching at full capacity midway through the season. Uh, Let's see. uh, Fresh off the TJ, that scares me. That that doesn't scare me, dude. Because in most baseball uh, careers, it's very rare for a guy to get multiple Tommy Johns. And when they do, it's like two or three years separate. It's not back-to-back. Tommy John will at least buy you three years if you have a noodle arm. Uh, let's see. Rams fan says he's going to get paid too good uh, for one year. Coming off Tommy John, yeah. Well, this was a move by a desperate organization. The Angels are desperate to change the narrative, and I think today the narrative was changed. Now, if if again Perry follows this up with an ace, we know we're under better management than we've been under in the last decade. That means Artie's drunk ass has kept his hands off the uh, out of the cookie jar, and he's letting his boy do his work. And if he lets Perry do his work, this is a new day for Angels baseball. This is contending baseball. This is what it's supposed to be. This is, a, this is what the ownership is supposed to do, make the right hire to have that hire make the right roster moves. And that's what hasn't happened. We had a doofus at freaking GM, which was uh, Billy Epler. Some of you guys liked him. I hated him. Any guy that's a yes man, I don't like. He's a yes man. Now he's going to go to New York. Which he's going to be a yes man for the Cohen, uh, company over there, you know, uh, who, who he basically is interacting with the fans. He's worse than Artie. So we'll see that, how that Mets, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, train wreck continues. Fast Time says Strowman is coming. He likes Strowman a lot. If Strowman came here, he'd be a breath of fresh air. Uh, let's see, um, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Andrizzle says, uh, they say, Thor has uh, 21 million offers and he chose, uh, or him had multiple offers, but he chose the Angels. Eric says hi, what's up, uh, uh, Eric? Matt says, uh, Jeff Heyman says uh, the Angels have interest in Verlander on a short-term deal. I would probably do that. We do need Cobb, but again, if you have Thor and Verlander, I like that. But you don't end with that. That's the problem. And I, I'm saying it's going to be one of those three. You still have, uh, as uh, Fernando reported, you still have $65 million to spend. And that's if they don't go on over the freaking threshold this year. They could go over the threshold and add a few more players. We'll see. But I would say the, the top priorities for me right now is to get is to get Rasil signed and Ace. Not in that order. Follow it up with a very good hitting shortstop on base percentage. Doesn't have to be a power hitter, but a power hitter would be nice. But I'd like to see someone that would set the table for a lot of these other guys because I do believe Marsh at some point will move into that leadoff spot if he can get the playing time away from Upton. And that's another big thing. If the Angels can get rid of Upton, that'd be a huge bonus. Because then you give the outfield over to Trout and the young players of Adele and Marsh, and that would give us an opportunity to see these guys grow all together and I believe at the end of last year again, you saw until Adele got hurt, he was coming around with his average with his power, he was looking like a, a finally like he might be a potential five tool player, and then Brandon marsh was everyone's like oh he 's not going to hit his average, he sucks, he needs one more year. Duty proved everyone wrong including myself with his defense first off and then in the second half of that season towards the end on-base percentage went up, started to see, uh, get a lot of hits, doubles. His power started to come around. And you know what happened? He became. He started to look like that Darren Erstad type of player. And Joe Madden started to move him up, 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 to where he let off a few games to end the season. So I believe he has that opportunity with that speed to be a nice little leadoff hitter, take the pressure off of David Fletcher, move Fletcher to nine. And then uh, out of all those play, uh, things I said with the uh, things I would go with, catcher would be number four. If you can, if you could somehow get a Max Stasi type catcher who's a reliable catcher that can catch these pitchers, make them feel comfortable like Max Stasi did, and, and someone other than... And I know Kurt Suzuki made some of these pitchers good and did a good job with the pitching staff, but he had no bat. And I don't want another catcher that can't hit. We need to have two guys that can complement each other, not only behind the uh, plate, but also in the batter's box. Not they don't have to hit 30 home runs like Stassi if he hits like 10 to 12 home runs that's great but if you've got another catcher that can hit 8 to 10 or 10 to 12 as well you add those numbers up you hit maybe 24 home runs you cash in maybe 60 between between the two maybe average between the two at about 260 270 that's great See, so you only had one catcher doing that last year the other guy wasn't and he was only putting up half the numbers so then you had a lot of easy outs and stuff like that we don't need that we need someone that could at least and and dude suzuki was even struggling bunting so we need a hit we need a hitting catcher that can do it all doesn't have to be a big name just someone that is reliable and Cobb is another guy that is a, is a like fast time said too we need to sign uh G- X or a, G- a goodnight text one again I'm, I'm sorry with these handles um they're saying cop and I would love to see cop going there as a fifth starter. imagine a guy who at times this season we had to rely on to be a number two sometimes a number one for us push him down to five and he pitched spectacular injured or not before the training staff gave him the flesh-eating virus on his finger he was good he was solid he was pitching great so keep that in mind uh so Chris Swanky says all oh, the Todd Fox is back thank you sir uh let's see um You guys ain't kidding sure. Oh, I already went into that one right there. Sandy is real good, especially in the fourth spot. Fast Time says, yes, I totally agree right there. Dugout says, I would take Kershaw short term. What do you think? No. Unless we had a six-man rotation and you could pitch Kershaw all the way through the regular season, and then when the postseason came, shut him down, I'm all for it. I don't want to see his ass in the postseason at all. I would take Kershaw. I would. But I would not pitch him in the in the postseason at all. I wouldn't even have him on the bench so he has a dumb look with a beard going when something happens. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. I wouldn't even invite him in the stadium, dude. And that's the other thing. Another guy we need to kick out of uh Anaheim Stadium for good is Scott Boris. Get his dumb ass out of the stadium. I'm tired of seeing him behind home plate. Uh, let's see uh Charger Chris here, which is basically Riley Chris saying John Heyman says that they're very interested in Justin Verlander, eighteen million dollar uh, qualifying deal. I don't know about that. Uh, D, uh, DJ uh, Rick says, uh, this got me hyped. And it's good, because again, this is going to be a start to hopefully something that we can look back and say Perry's changing things up. And I really, really like that. So There you go right there. Uh, Correa to Detroit. Uh, let see, you've got um, Seager will be another A-Rod in Texas. Uh, the Riverside Halo says, I totally agree. He's gonna Any free agent that goes to that team, because look, do I say that if the Rangers want to get back to winning ways, they really need to do and copy the model of the Seattle Mariners. Basically don't have vets up there. Bring the young guys up, have a lot of control on your guys. Just add a, a, a stop gap here, stop gap there. And then when you start to get to 500, then that's when you add the free agents to me, adding free agents right now to a team like Texas just doesn't make any sense, but Texas will do Texas things. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see some more, uh, Can we talk Mulligan, $21 million was meant for DeGrom? (laughs) Well, we'll have to see. Like I said, this is, and Razor Ramon says Trevor Story is out there. I don't know, man. I'm not a Trevor Story guy. I'm really not a Trevor Story guy. He had a, 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 what's it called, a tantrum when he wasn't traded last year. Uh, Colorado guys really don't float my boat. I'll tell you one thing, too. Now this you might have to give up a player or two, and this is what would suck. I don't I don't know if they're gonna take pitching for pitching, but the Cincinnati Reds have made it very clear two guys that we talked about that the Angels should have traded for last year are very much available this year, which is Castillo and Sonny Gray. Those are two guys that eat up innings that will pitch and get you W's. You can maybe get two of them for the right price, but I guarantee you they're going to want Marsh. I guarantee you, and that's not really healthy. I don't think the Angels should give up on, on Marsh. I really don't. I'd say about just about anybody except Adele and, and Marsh and Detmers can go for a, for a deal, but I really don't think that they would uh, make that move. Fernando checks in also with saying Chris Taylor would be a nice option. Chris Taylor's head has gotten bigger than his mouth does when he gets out there on the field when he's like, all the time, he does a Kershaw too, he's always got, I don't know how these guys don't attract uh, flies into their mouth, that dude's mouth is always open, uh, that's what she said, um, but what I'm saying is, I I like his game, because he's a hard out, he, he takes a lot of pitches, he works counts, even when he strikes out, he works pitches, um, I've seen several times, I mean that graded bat he had at Dodger Stadium, where he knocked in, the bases loaded like after 15 pitches or something stupid, um, he's a good hitter, so, I would, I would take a flyer on him if he's still out there, but I think other teams are just as wise to him, and I think that uh, he's going to get snatched up by somebody, unfortunately. Uh, see, uh, Manny says trade for Cattell Marte and put him at shortstop. That's not a bad move right there. Fast Time says Trevor Story is probably going to end up in Toronto. Toronto's probably going to scale back because they spent a lot on Berrios, which was actually not that bad, though. Seven years, $130 million. Burials is a really good... Uh, Player right there, uh, Thor is the opening day starter. For, no, I'd, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go with that, uh, Marion. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think he would be a, a, a opening day starter. I'd be disappointed if he was an opening day starter. I I would like him to start game two, but not uh, game one. Razor Ramon says uh, he will be re- well rested. Grillmaster says love the mustache. Courtney says just feel like, like this is going to be a real. Uh, this is either going to be go really well or really bad. That's what it is going to be. I think Courtney called it right there. It's it's gonna be either really good, the, where we look back and say, "Wow, what a deal! We should re-sign him midway or three quarters through the season," or this is gonna be like, "God damn it, we're made fun of again." But again, this is not the end of the moves. So keep that in mind. I guarantee you, we're gonna get an ace. Who it's gonna be, I don't know. Like I said, it's one of those three. And if they can nail one of those guys down to go along with Thor, to where Thor's not. All the pressure on him where he's got to save the franchise if, if he could just be a, the number two guy with Otani number three who knows they might Madden might say Otani is number two and move Thor three if Thor's your three you can't lose with either one of those guys so we'll see what happens there's a lot of there's a lot of offseason to go and there's unfortunately that thing called the collective uh, bargaining agreement uh... Corey says you think the angels will sign any bullpen arms they are interested in robbie ray i think robbie ray would be a great fit corey i hope he gets signed uh... i don't know why it's taking so long because they showed early interest in him uh... going to reject the eighteen million dollar contract uh... that he signed a one-year deal with the angels the only thing i'm concerned about that twenty one million is a lot of money It is true Matt, but it comes right off the freaking books right away if he is not good. But it is guaranteed. So that's the other thing you got to worry about right there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Juan says, hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How you doing up there in Toronto? I'll, just, I'll finish this one out real quick. Uh, Stroman, as much as we want to keep Marsh and Adele, we have to get rid of one of them to package trade deal to throw him with Upton. That is... Kind of true, but you could get away with giving up on Canning and Jaime, which I have no problem with because we have a lot of going through the pipeline coming up. I wouldn't give up on a Detmers. I wouldn't give up on a Packy. I think we've seen what we can see out of Canning. We've seen what we can see out of Jaime. Let's give them an opportunity to flourish somewhere else because I don't think those guys crack the rotation this year. Uh, we mo- uh, let's see. Well, most catchers can't hit. True Razor, but some can. They need to go after Jan Gomes as a catcher. A Nats fan, that's a good call right there. With Trout coming off the IL, uh, why do you? Uh, what do you think with Marsh and also Lagaris I think Marsh stays on there for for, uh, for the fourth outfielder. I don't like Lagaris anymore because Lagarus only hit 232. It took him way too long to get going. I just really think that they they need to they need to go another direction if they're going to go a fourth outfielder. Uh, Rob says starting a GoFundMe uh, five thousand goal uh, goal for uh, Todd Fox to grow a mullet like Thor. (laughs) To if I can grow, I I could, but see, I wouldn't even have the business in the front. Rob, see, that's the problem. I'd have the party in the back, but with my hairline, dude, dude, I'm past that, brother. Unless unless you get that five thousand dollars. To help me get hair plugs, then yeah, it could work. But no, I ain't going to have the full-on mullet. I'll have the back mullet. I'll have the Hogan in the back, for sure. Since Syndergaard wears uh, number 34 with a Mets, he'll be the first Angel to wear 34 since a- Aiden Hart. I don't know if the Angels would let him. I I don't know, man. Wearing 34 since Aiden Hart, I don't think... is a no-no, I don't think he'll... I think you're going to see... Uh, I think you're going to see Syndergaard go back to maybe a number he wore in college or in high school or something like that. I don't think they're going to let him wear 34. Uh, let's see. Uh, We've whooped on Oakland this year. Watch. I think we are going to change the narrative with that for sure. Uh, let's see. We don't really need a big name shortstop. That's true. Uh, I just wouldn't. Let's see. Dugout says something tells me that we are gonna make a deal with the Dodgers and <laughs> get stuck with Heaney. Please, no. Gossman, rather. Uh, yeah, you know what, Manny? That's a good call. Gossman, although having a good season, making a lot of uh, doing a lot of good things with the Giants, I believe he's gonna come on the cheap still because of the other guys that are gonna go before him. Gossman's going to be a second-tier free agent right there, unless someone really throws the money at, the, at him right there. Grillmaster says we are done with Syndegar is our only move. Of course, he says that. Turn the page on Listella. We have uh, young inner fillers to fill in. I get that. Ryu says uh, I definitely have given up on Canning. Me too. I'm not a Canning supporter at all. Uh, I wasn't a Heaney guy. I think that these guys are very soft-minded. We need guys that are in there not afraid to throw strikes. Uh, so we'll see with that. Uh, let's see. Yvette says stay with Marsh. I'm asking, do you see him wearing 34? No, I don't see him wearing that at all. Uh, I think I think he's going to go with a different number. I would look at like a 31, uh, numbers like that. I don't really think he's going to go with uh, anything that's going to piss off Angel fans. Because, listen, Aiden Hart's number one in Angel fans' hearts. I mean, that tugged at everybody when that happened. I think everyone can remember where they were when that happened. So for a player to come off, I don't care who he is, to come over here and say, I want 34, it's sort of sacrilegious to the the Angels organization. I don't think they're going to take that at all. Uh, It's the same thing if you were to have a a player come in here and say, I want number 15, uh, stuff like that, because, you know, those are fan favorite or player favorites, stuff like that. That's why I was surprised, you know, players have worn number 40, uh you know percy stuff like that uh i don't think we've seen anyone wear 57 unless it's spring training uh that's another number that needs to be freaking uh uh what do you call it? retired in my opinion i think rodriguez deserves it a lot of those 2002 players come on did did a hell of a lot of job but you can't you know retire them all but you know they have a soft spot but 34 definitely you can't take 34 so that's my take on everything. Real re- uh, recap real quick. Uh I would go for another ace. Synagard would be great in my opinion at a number two or a number three if you decide to move Otani to two. But taking the pressure off Otani, letting him hit with a good lineup around him, with Rendon finally healthy, Trout finally healthy, depending on what you do with, with uh Upton, he'll still be there. If not, you got Adele, you got Marsh, you got Fletcher, you got Stasi, you got another player or two coming in. And then you add that up with the rest of that rotation, Sandoval, and then you know you have uh, you know signed back Cobb, because I think Cobb's not going to go nowhere. I really don't, unless unless the Angels really make some moves, and like Manny said, get Gossman as a five. Imagine Gossman, who was the ace or the number two with the Giants, and you slot him down at five, or you slot Sandoval at five and put him at four. There are possibilities. And the encouraging thing as an Angel fan that I'm going to take out of this, my final thought is, is that they made a real big splash right away. And they're not sitting back on their ass and just watching everyone else go off the board. So let's see if they can make another move. If they make that next move, I'm just saying I'm going to get more and more hyped that Perry's really got behind this team. He really wants to put his stamp on this team. And now... If Perry does everything that we thought he was and takes care of the offseason, all the pressure is on you, Joe Madden, and that training staff to keep the players healthy, to make the right moves, and not hurt your own staff. And if you could do that and they make those moves, this team is more than a division contender. This team, all you listen, all you fans, including myself, did not think that the Braves had a shot to win the World Series this year. You saw them face the Milwaukee Brewers in the first round who had a killer rotation. But what happened? The Braves got hot at the right effing time. They had the same record as the Angels at the All-Star break and a month after. And somehow, someway, they finished 11 games over 500 and they got into the freaking World Series. They took out the Brewers, they took out the overrated Dodgers, and they took out the freaking Astros. It can happen, people. 15 of the last 21, 15 world, there's been 15 different world champions in the last 21 years. That should tell you something. There's parody. That should also tell you, just get in the goddamn tournament and anything can happen. We've seen it before with our Angels. 2014, the Angels and Dodgers were supposed to meet in the World Series. Angels had the best record in the AL. They got bumped right away by the Royals. Royals got hot, won that one. Imagine what? Who knows? If they lose that one game playoff to the Oakland A's, maybe the Angels are in the World Series that year. We don't, we'll never know. But what happened was the Royals took care of business against Oakland, shut us out, swept us, and went right to the World Series. I don't think they won that year. I think they won the year after. But the, the point is you just got to get in the tournament, and anything can happen. We haven't seen the Angels in the tournament. Let's see what they could do. Let's get in the freaking tournament. That's all that matters. Win your goddamn division, or get in as a wild card, and let's see what freaking happens. I would have loved to have seen it last year, but our training staff said no. You don't deserve it because they're a holes, and they are the worst training staff of all time. But let's hope that this year, Perry bringing in the Atlanta Braves head trainer, that all changes. So let's see what happens. I'm very optimistic. It is a good Tuesday morning. I just had to give my take. Fernando gave a great take as well. And I'm sure we're going to have more content on this page about it. We want you guys to ch- uh, chime in. We respond to every freaking comment that you guys do or or message us. So you guys and girls have been doing a great job at that. And we're just going to keep this going. But uh, look out for more lives as more things break. And uh, this season is going to be pretty crazy, as you've already seen with not only free agents signing trades upcoming we gotta worry about that goddamn collective bargaining agreement so again, the goal is let's clean up on free agency let's hope that there's no work stoppage and let's get in the goddamn tournament Let's, let's have a solid season because you fans you Angel fans have been through too much in the last seven years you guys deserve a break you guys have put in your hard earned money and you know what? If Perry can get us back into the postseason, oh my gosh. It will be so much. It will be so worth it to, to see the fact that you guys have freaking hung in there and not been a fan base to give up. And that should show you that you're a real Angel fan. And, you know, your persistence will pay off. You know what I mean? Because that's what I'm, I'm hoping for, man. Every year for something different. And this finally feels different. Finally. Finally feels different and this is just one move so with that being said ladies and gentlemen have a good rest of your day this has been todd fox stay tuned for more breaking news here on halos in the infield check out the podcast we're going to have a lot of stuff going on ortiz says mix some uh yoga in with the training staff absolutely there has to be a different approach to the freaking um the freaking way that we train these players because real quick last thing Rendon said it last year. He says he's never been uh, part of a team that did the weird things that the Angels did before games and after games, uh, starting and stopping workouts and and, uh, stretching before the games. That makes no sense. Those guys should have been fired last year. They were stuck in the freaking 80s. So I'm glad Perry's making moves. And real quick, Rally Chris says, let's do it for Angels' grandpa. Well, grandpa and grandma. Uh, Shout out to Angels' grandma. She lost her beloved husband over over, uh, 43 years over the weekend. So again, shout out to her. Our uh, thoughts and prayers are with you. Keep your head up. If you haven't already sent her a a message, I hope that you guys do out there. Even if you don't know her, if you haven't met her, she is a sweetheart. And uh, she's been a true Angel fan for years. He was a Dodger fan, but we still got love for him because he was related to her. And I met the guy. He was a very nice guy. A lot of you have very, uh, his sweetheart guy would root for the angels, even though, you know, he was a Dodger fan. Solar. What's up my friend. But, uh, yeah, send send some good vibes her way because, uh, her and her family definitely need it. But, uh, angel fans have a good rest of your day. Go Halos.